My latest book has been released. Chunks of Terror, Volume 1. Over 20 scary stories are waiting for you. Go to Amazon and search for Chunks of Terror or go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. There's someone in my closet. Betty. I belong to a sorority, and the small sorority chapter house I lived in was home to 21 of us at full strength. However, it was the final week of college before Christmas break, and many of the girls had already left to go back home. I'm an orphan. I don't have a home to go back to, so I stay in the sorority house during Christmas break. This year, I was going to be the only one who wasn't leaving for break. I'd be all alone in the sorority house. The day before Christmas break began, there were only three of us still there. Myself, Veronica, and Nancy. Nancy packed up that morning and left before noon leaving only Veronica still there with me. Veronica was a sweet, fun girl. She was very thoughtful and had a playful streak. She was short, always had her dark hair tied in pigtails, and sported big, round spectacles. Veronica was running errands that day, so I was getting an early preview of what the next month was going to be like. Normally, the house was full of people. It was springing with life and activity, there was constant chatter of voices, radios, or TVs. There was never a dull moment, and most important of all, it always felt safe. I didn't feel safe now. I never realized how big the house felt until it was empty. Without the continuous buzz of the other inhabitants, an unnerving silence canopied the entire place. It was going to be spooky living there all alone for nearly an entire month. I walked into the main living room area and peered out of the front window. It had snowed the night before, and the ground was blanketed in white. Tire tracks made the roads impure, but the yards of the surrounding houses were still covered with virgin snow. It was so quiet and peaceful outside. Normally, an array of bodies would be roving up and down the sidewalks, but not today. Not a soul in sight. Except for... a strange man. He was standing across the street next to a massive walnut tree, and he was staring directly at the sorority house. It was odd. 
The house was old and quite beautiful, but it was rather ordinary compared to some of the monolithic mansions in the neighborhood. It wasn't the kind of structure that would make people stop and gawk like this man was. The man was wearing a black puffy winter jacket and a knitted black winter cap. He appeared to be the age of an older college student, but I just couldn't figure out what would make him stop and eyeball the house like he was. Perhaps he was a thief that thought the house was empty now and it would be safe for him to stand out in the open and stare at it while he planned how to burglarize the place. Maybe he was a rapist and knew I was going to be staying there all alone. He could be out there deciding which window to break into. Or he could be a murderer, just waiting to make sure everyone else was gone before he snuck into the house and hacked me into pieces with an axe. I yanked the window curtains closed, ran up to my bedroom and locked the door. I crawled over to the bedroom window and slowly peeked my head up just enough to spy out the window. The man was still there and he appeared to be looking directly up at me. I ducked back down and began shuffling through the options in my mind. I could call the police and let them know about the scary man out front. That's probably what I would do if he was there much longer. I actually grabbed my phone off the nightstand and dialed 911 as I looked out the window again. Fortunately, I never hit the send button because the frightening man was now gone. But I feared that he'd be back later that night and I had to make sure I was properly prepared to defend myself. I had a handgun, but wasn't allowed to keep it in the sorority house, so I kept it in a safety deposit box at a nearby bank. Since I was going to be all alone, nobody would know if I had my gun in the house, so I went to the bank and retrieved it. By the time I got back to the house, it had gotten dark. As I walked down the walkway to the house, I kept looking over my shoulder to make sure nobody was sneaking up on me. And boy, was I glad that I was staying alert because I spotted him. It was the man in black that was staring at the house earlier in the day. He was walking up the sidewalk. I sprinted down the walkway to the house. I fumbled around and dropped my keys to the ground. As I bent down to pick them up, I turned my head and noticed that the man had stopped at the end of the walkway and was watching me. I quickly picked up my keys, unlocked the door, ran inside, and slammed the door shut behind me. I took a quick glance out the front door's side window and could see the man marching methodically down the walkway toward the door. I ran to the living room and ducked down under the window as I heard a soft knock on the front door. When I cautiously peered out the window, I could see that the man was gazing about. He then pulled out a cell phone and appeared to be texting someone. Who was he texting? He must have had a partner in crime, or multiple partners. He wasn't in on this reprehensible plan by himself. I planned on hiding in the attic. Nobody ever went up there except on cleaning days. It was dark and there was a lot of junk for me to hide behind. As I approached the attic stairs, I realized that I had left my cell phone on my nightstand. I needed to get that. While I was in the attic hiding, I'd call the police. I hurried into my bedroom, and as I reached for my phone, I heard the distinct rattle of hangers jiggling in my closet. Someone was in there. It must have been the man outside's partner. He was already in the house. 
I raised my gun toward the closet door and put my finger on the trigger. As soon as the intruder flung the closet door open, I fired away. There's somebody in my closet, Veronica. I was going to be the last one to leave for Christmas break. Nancy left shortly before noon that day. I wasn't going to have to leave until later that night. I lived just two hours from school and preferred driving at night. I had a bunch of little errands and loose ends to tie up which didn't allow me to spend much time with Betty before I left. I didn't like that. Betty stayed in the house during Christmas break before, but there was always at least one other girl staying with her. She was never alone like she was going to be this year. She had a tendency to expect the worst, and I could tell she was concerned about being alone. I wanted to spend some time with her before I left just to help reassure her that she'd be safe. I finished up with my errands as quick as I could so I would have more time with Betty. As I walked home, I got a call from my mom. She informed me that her and my dad won some kind of Caribbean holiday cruise. It left early the next week and they wouldn't be back until after the first of the year. I was relieved. I never enjoyed spending the holidays with my parents. I was an only child and the get-togethers were mostly a bunch of relatives that I only saw once a year and barely knew. None of them had kids my age, making me the forever child at these gatherings. My plan was to stay at the sorority house with Betty until after my parents got back home from their cruise. I knew Betty would be pleased, and I was looking forward to telling her. As I approached the sorority house, I noticed a strange man standing across the street staring at it. I figured him to be about 25 years old. He was dressed in a black winter jacket and a black hat. I didn't like the looks of this guy, and I was going to tell him about it. Hey, what are you looking at? He pointed to the house. There's somebody up in the attic. I looked up at the attic window and was aghast to see a figure of a person standing up there. I work at the bookstore. I always pass by here on the way to work, and the last couple of days I've noticed someone standing up there staring out of the attic window. I was terrified. Someone was in the house. Then I remembered Betty was home alone. Betty! I grabbed the dark-dressed man by the arm and forced him to come to the house with me. As we entered the house, I immediately started calling out for Betty, but there was no answer. Maybe we should call the cops. The stranger was right, but I was afraid that the person in the attic already had Betty and we didn't have time to wait for them. We have to save her! I rushed up the stairs with the dark-dressed man in tow. We raced up the attic stairs, burst through the door, and found ourselves eye to eye with a mannequin. It was a full-sized mannequin dressed up in a dark fur coat and baseball cap. It was positioned far enough away from the window to where one couldn't make out details, but could still see it, giving the appearance that someone was standing up there. I immediately called up Nancy, who was the last one to clean the attic, and she explained that since Betty was going to be in the house alone, she thought it might be a nice security measure to make it appear that someone else was in the house to any passerby. The man who was brave enough to accompany me to the attic to confront the intruder was named Reggie. He seemed like a nice guy. He even asked me if I'd have a cup of coffee with him that evening. I accepted. 
I spent the rest of the afternoon and early evening unpacking all of my things. Shortly after I finished, I heard the front door open, indicating that Betty was home. I started to head downstairs, but paused as I passed by Betty's room and noticed her cell phone lying on her nightstand. I'm a bit of a practical joker, so I got an idea that it might be funny if I hid in Betty's closet and called her phone. When she came in and answered it, I'd give her a good scare. She'd forgive me after I broke the news to her that she wouldn't be alone the entire Christmas break. After entering the closet and getting ready to call Betty's phone, I got a text message from Reggie saying he was downstairs. I was about to call the prank off and exit the closet when Betty entered the bedroom on her own. I kind of blew the prank when I accidentally bumped into some of the hangers and alerted Betty to my presence, but she didn't know that it was me, so I decided to follow through. I flung the door open and jumped out of the closet. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. Most of my books are now available as audiobooks. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash audiobooks. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a bunch of them, and most of them are free with Kindle Unlimited. Don't have Kindle Unlimited? No problem. They're all priced pretty cheap. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support. That's maniac on the loose dot com slash support. <sighs> 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 <sighs>